Hello, everybody. Welcome to the first, we'll call it official episode of NFTs Unraveled. I'm your host, Bubu Kashu. Um, pretty good episode this week. I spoke with Dino King about what it's like to start a project and run a project along with its community in the NFT space. Uh, we wound up talking about the metaverse as well. I know a lot of people are kind of curious about everyone's thoughts on that. And if you don't know what an NFT is or what cryptocurrency is, feel free to check out episode zero of the podcast. Um, so we're available right now on Anchor, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and Google Podcasts. So basically uh, take your pick of where you'd like to listen. Um, and I'll just drop a disclaimer again. Uh, there's no financial advice being given on this podcast. So uh, do your own research before getting involved with, with anything. But uh, hope you enjoy the episode. So everybody, this week I'm here with Dino King. Dino King, how are you? I'm good. How are you? I'm doing pretty well. Just uh, this episode, I figured I'd do a little bit more of an interview style. First kind of true episode for uh, NFTs Unraveled. Um, so who are you exactly? Um, I'd say I am a officially a digital artist, an NFT creator, and uh, I guess other hats I would wear is community manager and um, uh, up and coming. I guess not up and coming, but a dev, because I've been doing a little bit of dev work for my project. So, so what what is dev work if you were to describe that? Well. For me, it's very basic, but it's coming. It's deploying the smart contracts, and uh, that's that's more or less, for the most part, it. But I'm also getting more into web development right now. I'm trying to build a website for up and coming projects. Um, okay. Yeah, that's mostly it for me. So, is that involving? Um, now we'll get into the meaning of this in a, in a moment. But is that more for like a generative NFT, or what is what would a website do for you in well, the for NFT me, space? The hopefully a landing page where you can it's kind of like a link tree or a place where you can see everything that's going on in one screen so you have links to my twitters or my socials or my uh roadmap what my like what my project's about as well as um, the generative collections that i'll be doing it'll be uh, the landing place for generatives and there will be links to like a merch store pretty just a one-stop shop for the brand that i'm trying to create okay so so merch i guess um I mean, I've uh, quite a quite a few questions, but merch in this sense, I guess, would that be like an automated process of getting your NFT on merch, or is that something you you can't aren't really looking into yet? Not so custom because that's very hard to scale. But for the most part, it's just I'm going to be designing clothing that's only accessible to people that hold one of the NFTs, and um, it so mo mostly that. Okay, so. Owning something from one of your collections gets you exclusive access, access to the store. Yes. Okay, it's kind of kind of neat. So let's start at the beginning here because I do have a list list of stuff. Um, how did you get into NFTs and crypto? So I got into crypto just because I'm sure anybody listening to this has heard of crypto. It was a buzz, and if you're a naturally curious person you've probably looked into it a little bit but my journey really began 
really began because I've been into crypto since like 2017, but very low risk and very low just low uh, key commitment. Yeah, not just like not really taking it seriously. But at the end of 2020, I started taking it more seriously just because I found what I thought was the next big thing, which is Phantom in this case. I was kind of late even to Phantom because a month before it was worth two cents. I bought it at 35 cents, but I still saw the projection. I saw the size it could get to and it being at $2 and having been at three and a half dollars now, like I, I did make a good investment, not as good as some people, but still good. And because I was tangentially uh, involved in DeFi now because of that, because Phantom is DeFi, decentralized finance, um, I kind of got into the world of yield farming and the low transaction usability of Phantom. And then in... October or September of 2021, I got into NFTs because I saw that they were really blowing up. They had been blowing up before that, but that's when I started to really pay attention. And I have and always have been uh, artistically inclined and I've been a doodler and a drawer my whole life. No classical or, or proper training or technical training, but I've always been, I think, naturally gifted. I'm not saying I'm a uh, Michelangelo or a Michelangelo is that the right name? Michelangelo yeah. or uh Yeah, Michelangelo was it was a painter, I believe. Da Vinci. Yeah, I'm not I'm not, yeah, I'm not a Da Vinci or a uh, Van Gogh, but I'm I think I'm naturally pretty good at it. And so I thought I'd try my hand at some NFT and I started with pixel art and um had with some hard work, some pretty immediate pro uh like uh results. So it was something that as a creative person, it's hard to find ways to get paid to be creative, but this was almost immediately paying me significant, in my life, significant amounts of money. So it was easy for me to continue, and that has become now my job. So you, you work on this full time, or do you have a, a job outside of NFTs? I did, but once it became busy enough in the NFT world and physically... Uh, made enough sense to jump in full-time I did and not only is it drawing nfts and creating art it's managing the community and uh, managing community is the biggest part of it but also just future looking into the future and trying to plan and like everything that goes into creating something from the ground up um so the community portion that you just mentioned what does that involve like what what is your community? So I think maybe as a defense mechanism, I wanted my NFTs to be more than just art because I didn't think necessarily that my art could stand up on its own. And maybe that's, I, I personally think that is changing because the stuff I'm doing now is a lot better than what I started doing. But I, I also wanted to create a community around, because I feel like community is very important, especially in this space, especially in a space that revolves around Twitter and Discord and people interacting with each other. So um, it's just I'm I'm in Discord talking every day to people, trying to keep people entertained and involved. And I'm running community events, which means anybody that holds one of my dinos um, can get involved in events like we did uh, Twitch streams with marbles. It's pretty much a giant marble track and a race. Every dino you have gets a marble. And I live commentate while that's going on. It's just a fun way to interact with the people that are in the community. And they've responded well to that. 
and we've done poker games and we've done um other little games and community events but i i want to expand further on that and make it more uh make it really stand out from other projects and just make it a fun place to be so holders are basically like buying into like a more of a social environment that's what i'd like them to think yeah i feel like with the with the new stuff it's hard to say if they see it as oh that's just a really cool piece of art because a lot of people are busy and you can't be spending like i've realized that me spending all my time in discord is spending a little bit of time with a bunch of different people so those people aren't always going to be able to attend the community events so it's it's hard to maintain that community especially when there's only a hundred dinos and you're really hoping that the hundred people that bought them six weeks ago are still as excited about the project as they were when they bought and a lot of times that's not the case because crypto moves so fast but yeah, i think a lot of a lot of like online communities that kind of happens too, you know, like a smaller portion of people are available at a, a certain time, you know, because people are in different time zones, people are in different parts of the world. Yeah, um, especially working in, schedules. Uh, in Phantom, it's very global. There's a lot of different types of people that are involved in this community. So one person that's interested that's from Belarus or from, you know, Vietnam, they, they're not going to be around when I'm around. Yeah, they're complete opposite side of the world so yeah. <laughs> um so you've mentioned your new project a little bit um what are you working on now if you want to describe that project and anything else that's upcoming so my original project was pixel art but as i think like my main title would be an artist at this point and it seems weird to say that i'm an, actually an artist but i'm getting paid to do it so i guess technically i am an artist yep <laughs> but um it's as my i am art, my my mind is creative and so i'm always trying to one-off myself so if you look at my first and my last first 10 and last 10 dinos you see that they didn't stick to the basic meme pixely look that they started with they became a lot more than that and the new collection is just kind of going even further from that, where they're drawn semi-realistically, but also with the cartoon look to them. They're, they're, I'm just trying to actually become better at drawing now, because pixels can only take you so far. It's not hard to draw. To me, it's not hard to draw as a proper artist. Pixel art's easy. You, you have 42 pixels to work with, so you can only change those so much. It's much more freeing. And for me, I can really get into a flow state when I'm working on real drawing. So that's just what I'm, I'm trying to excel my, improve my abilities as an artist and take people on that journey with the new collection. So I guess you're basically saying like there's just, when you're working with Pixel, it's, it's a little bit more limited for what you can show. Whereas non-Pixel, it's, it's a lot more flexible. Yeah, I think I have like an existential need to show people that I'm better than just pixel art. Not not even to say that you can't just be a very talented pixel artist because there are those people. And maybe I'm not good enough at art to be the best pixel artist because I've seen some amazing pixel art. But um, it, it was just a way, like, I want to improve. And to me, this is what this is the place I want to improve in. I don't want to continue to focus on pixel right now. I'm sure I'll go back to it and maybe I'll dabble with some work that still involves the first project. But for now, it's I want to work on myself. Um, so I've also heard word that you're working on a, a generative project. Like what, yes. what is a generative project? So a generative project 
I'll talk about the appeal for the artist and the appeal for the buyer. Um, the appeal for the buyer is that if you like the if you like the look of the base project, let's just say you see one number one looks a certain way. It's 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 a bit of a gambling. It itches it itches that gambling feeling where you you don't know what you're gonna get because with generative you have a base and then you have ten attributes for a hat or ten attributes for glasses or a different mouth, eyes, shirt and so on. And when you click generate or you click mint, it's going to give you a completely random version of that original uh, character or design or whatever the artist has done. So it's exciting because you might get something rare and then you might be able to make money off it. And at the end of the day, a lot of people are in this just to make money and that's fine, but that's what people get excited about for generative. But it's fun for the artist because you create all these assets and then the final product uh, product is really out of your control. Once you hit mint or once you send it out to the public, those 1,000 of the same character with different attributes are completely random. And some it might make one that's really cool that you didn't think of, and it might make one that looks really stupid, but that's just that's part of the charm of the generative project. All right. So for your generative project, um, how is it different from your other projects, your original hundred dinos or your, your new, your limbo dinos, um, like, do they look the same or do they have a unique kind of spin on them? Well, with the generative, I wanted to be a little bit ambitious and it might've been too ambitious because, uh, it's proving to be very difficult for reasons I won't bother getting into, but I'll just say it's, it's 3d, it's 3d. So, um, they're all built in a 3d space. It's pretty much the base, original base dino, but in 3D, and then I've built assets on top of it. So um, it's, it, was, it was fun to work in 3D. It was hard to get used to it, but it was, it was like, again, I like to do things that challenge me, and um, I really like the way they turned out, but uh, I wouldn't recommend starting as far as uh, generative projects go with 3D to anybody else that wants to get into it. I guess it's just extra extra layers involved with the extra dimensions. Like <laughs> it's layers, but it's also um, uh, as far as so with it with a generative project, you're just taking a layer of an image that has a transparent background and layering it on top of a base. But you can't really do that in 3D, not the same way, anyways. Not with the program I was using. So uh, it made the assembly process for all for I made one thousand one hundred and eleven of them it made the assembly process more difficult. I guess just based on where the different attributes, like the different shirts and stuff, now they have to exist within three dimensions, right? Like, so it's, it's yeah. lining it up. Is that what, what was difficult? No. So when I had a, when I had an asset that was like a backpack, I couldn't just take the backpack, take a picture of it, make it a transparent background and then drop it behind the uh base because that would mean that the sleeve that's in front of the dinosaur's body is behind it you know what i mean like it's physically behind it oh so or, it's just like so, yeah things have to line up in a yeah in the 3d space okay but they have to translate into a 2d space and that wasn't and also that i didn't really consider that i thought it would in my head because i'm not great at programming i I've, i assumed the way that it worked was different from the way it ended up working so i didn't build them with that in mind Whereas I think I could have maybe done it easier a second time around, knowing what I know now to line them up properly. But I just built it as in, 
I could go inside the 3D space, take a picture, and then call it a day. But that wasn't how it worked out. Ah. I guess that's like a lot of things. You know, you don't you don't see like every... Now, this isn't a pun, but you don't see every angle uh, when you first <laughs> get into into it right you need to you kind of learn as you go and have to adapt yeah yeah and that's part of the fun but uh the the hard part for me is uh, there's so many uh different directions i'd like to go but not enough time to learn them especially when in this space if you disappear for too long everybody forgets who you are or they get mad because now i i I have like technically investors in my project and I don't have time to go learn everything about Blender, which is like actual 3D uh, rendering and stuff. I don't have time to learn that whole, become proficient enough to make a really excellent 3D model of a dino and then make a million attributes. That would take me probably six to eight months to get good enough to be confident to do that. So you have to kind of work within your means and learn as quickly as you can and throw the things to the side that are taking too long to learn. I'd like to I'd like to put eight months aside and really learn how to do that and just become on the other side a very good 3D artist. But it's it's hard to do that when people expect certain things of you in certain time frames. Well, and like you said, the the space just it moves so fast. Unbelievably fast. The other thing with crypto is like it's it's still kind of the wild west and it's still not widely accepted. So the real talent in the world is still not in crypto. So it's if you look at the most talented guy in crypto right now that's doing art, he's nowhere near as talented as the most talented guy that is in the real world selling his stuff in real life. And same goes for 3D artists. Like the guys working for Disney and Pixar that are making animated 3D models aren't doing the same th- th- those guys aren't in crypto. You know what I mean? Yeah, so like you're saying like not a lot of people have adopted crypto at this point yeah so as it becomes more adopted the guys that are completely outclassing you are going to come into the space and so it's it's you trying to catch up as fast as you can before they get here kind of thing it's it's a very for somebody that uh, fears being uh, irrelevant or doesn't want to lose the momentum that they currently have it's it's anxiety creating that's a bad way to put it, but that's what it is to me. It's just, I guess you just feel like a panic. Yeah, it's because like you're I, have trying to, to... I have to get... The, I think like Norm MacDonald said, the wolves of irrelevancy are snapping at his heels and you're trying to outrun them, but they will inevitably devour you. <laughs> that's uh, very well put. Yeah, could, he, I couldn't have said it that well. Only he could. What a legend. Um, anyway, to bring things back to your uh, generative project, so you've mentioned your um, community, um, how owning one of your other projects gets you a space in the community, essentially. Um, is your generative going to work the same way, or is it going to have sort of a separate uh, bonus? So that's a good question, and also a question. A question. <laughs> it's something I am struggling to do properly because people paid a sizable amount of money to own the original 100 plus dinos and these new 3d ones being generative you can't price them the same way they're going to be uh like a 20th or a 30th sometimes the price so i need to find a way to 
intertwine those two communities and make it fair. And maybe they won't be involved in those community events. Maybe they'll need to find their way into owning uh, one of the originals or one that I that I deem worthy of that pedigree. You know what I mean? So um, no, I, I don't. It's a good question and one that I don't necessarily have the answer to, but I'm thinking about it. So obviously, like you said, you don't have the answer, but it'll basically like it'll get you into the community but not yes, quite on the same the level yes okay and that i'll makes find sense. i'll find ways to uh make those guys part of other community events that maybe don't pay out as well because the whole point is everybody everybody wants to make money off their investment and my goal is to have you make money but also have fun with it like i don't want it to all be all about the money i want it to be a community and um so I think I'll have to make that reflect evenly based on the cost. So people that paid a thousand phantom uh, will get more benefits than the guys that paid 30 phantom. That's just the way it is. Yeah. And that makes sense. Yeah. Um, but like the, the way you're saying it's, it's an investment, I guess if people weren't interested in having fun with the investment, then they would stick probably purely to crypto. Yeah, for sure. And, uh, I've like it's it's good because a lot of people in the space do buy the art because they like the art and that's it cuz most like I I listened in on a conversation today as well where one of the more prominent figures on Phantom in terms of NFTs said like I don't have time to be checking out your Discord and if you say oh there's this thing going on where you have to come to my Discord he he doesn't like that and he's not investing because of that because he's busy and i'm sure everybody's busy especially like i don't have kids and so i'm pretty ignorant to the amount of time that goes into that and the people that are trying to raise a family don't have time to be sh checking in on my discord you know what i mean so i guess it is a very i would like the people that own those nfts to be able to take part in that uh, part of the community but if they can't then they just bought it for the art, and that's fine too. Even um, some people, regardless of like, I've a lot of the people that own my dinos have said to me, "I'm not looking at this as a flip or as a way to make money." He's they they invest in the community because having a strong community for Phantom means Phantom will do well, and they're investing in people that they think do a good job of bringing the community together and i think that's a really interesting and uh noble way to buy nfts because you're doing it like people that got in super early into phantom are at this point rich and there's no like they're they're sustainably they can do this full time and they're 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 doing well for themselves to the point that they say i want to spread my now wealth around to the people that are doing their best to make this place better than it is. And I, I, I respect that. And when I heard that from certain investors, I was kind of blown away. I was like, wow, that's really noble of you guys to do that for somebody like me who's just working pretty hard to try to create something, even though sometimes it doesn't work out that way and it's futile. But it's a, there's a lot of different people investing in crypto. And that, I think that's why this space is so interesting. I've met a lot of really interesting people over the last four months-ish. Yeah, my, like any interaction I've had, I shouldn't say any, but most interactions I've had with people on Phantom have been positive. 
So I can kind of back up your statement, at least whatever my word means, I can back up your, your statement of it's, people being positive in, in this ecosystem. <laughs> I think uh, with more money and more people, the ecosystem starts to feel some pressure because I even in, I've only been like, com, like seriously active in Phantom for four, five months now. And I've seen it change. Um, I'd say mostly, honestly, mostly for the worse. There's some good things happening, but there's a lot of not great things happening. And there's a lot of uh, people that don't have good intentions and bad actors. And uh, everybody's in in here for their own personal gain. But when there's not that much money involved in Phantom and there's not that many eyes on it, the people that are here are pretty passionate about the space. And now it's more, the passion's kind of falling away. But I really hope Phantom can hold on to that charm it had when I got here. So all that aside, um, and sort of back to the NFTs themselves. Yeah, I um, went on a bit of a rant. I'm sorry. Oh, no, that's okay. You know, it's nice to let it all out. What a, what a perfect place. Yes. Um, do you see your NFTs being involved in this so-called metaverse and kind of what are your opinions on the metaverse so the goal was and is to have some sort of integration with metaverse just because it's an interesting thing to do i think it's gonna like like i kind of going back to what i was saying before the real talent is not in crypto yet so the people like I I don't want to disrespect or say that these people that are doing things that they're doing can't do it, but I think it's a lot harder than anybody that doesn't know is giving credit for how hard it is to really implement 3D interactability with like a, your own character. Like it takes a, a pretty big team of people and a lot of money to build a game. That's what most of the metaverse stuff is. It's supposed to be a game. Like if to build uh, an open world uh, metaverse, I'm sure is not easy. And the, the few times I've seen people try to do it, it has been overpromised and underdelivered. I'm sure, like, obviously somebody at some point is going to do it right, and that'll be huge. But I'm not the person that's going to be able to do it and knock it out of the park. But I am excited to work with the people that are trying to learn the same way I'm trying to learn. And uh, I will throw my dinos into whatever metaverse I can and try to give the people that own them a pretty cool experience with those metaverses. Now, this is, I don't expect you to sort of know an answer to this, but it, kind of my, I'll just call it a lack of understanding because that's exactly what it is. Um, I don't personally see how this stuff could function because like what, what resolution did you say your original dinos were? Um, most of them are 80 by 80. Okay. So, so that's the same, like I, I do have my cashew collection or whatever. So that's the same resolution, but say the next project, maybe a different resolution. Um, and your 3d dinos may be a certain re resolution. I don't know how they could kind of mesh everything together and make it, make it function and look proper in a so metaverse space the, the 3d dinos that i've made um i was building them with 
blocks more or less that was the it, like in the 3d space i was using i was still making them look like pixel dinos but they're i think when they i'd have to like you put them in a certain file type that pretty much makes them just one entity okay so you can load that into a, a metaverse but again yeah there's interoperability is going to be tough. I like again. It's it's such a giant undertaking to try to make a metaverse. Yeah, you know I what just... I mean. Like that's it's so new and it's so I don't know. Like I think it's mostly a gimmick, and it's the same thing as when VR started. Like nobody gave two craps about VR for the first like ten years it was around, and then it started to come. Like even even now, it's not great. It's not something I'd like. I I don't. I wouldn't do that over just pl- for like we're talking about video games. I wouldn't necessarily sit down and play vr instead of just sitting at my playstation and playing a game i guess it like it has a time and place but but i I think there will be a time where it becomes what like you'd rather do that than the alternative but i i think we are years and years and years away from the metaverse being somewhere i'd rather spend time than the current alternative yeah, and I well, so I thought of the basically the word I was looking for earlier was um, standardization, and I right. think I think that there there isn't really like a standard necessarily in the NFT space, and that that's kind of what makes it good. That's why you have so many different styles, right? But when it comes to something like the metaverse, you kind of need there to be a standard because basically what I was getting at was say you get in the metaverse maybe your dino is like a foot tall but somebody else's project is like 30 feet tall you know how that you could, but well, how be, you get that, that funny. To, it could be funny but how you get those to like work properly yeah in the same space to me i just yeah, can't wrap my head around it it's not going to be like you can't just pick your your metaverse avatar up and drop it into another metaverse uh, easily and again, I'm sure at some point they will be able to do that without you doing anything. But for now, and the people I've talked to, I have to work with the guys that are making these metaverse places and like tailor my avatars to their universe. It's not like I can just pick it, drag it, drop it, and we're in. So I'm there is a stage involved where yeah. you have to step up. Yeah. Well, not st- I yeah. shouldn't say step up, but you have to like modify your project yeah. to make it compatible I have to squeeze them in there it's not just drag and drop but there that... is a metaverse using the same block technology that i use to build my dinos so i think that might be an easier place to go but um I, i'm talking to other metaverses that are more lifelike and if there's a way to drop my pixelated looking dino in there then i would do that but it's like you said, it's it's not uh, standardized yet, so it's it's difficult. Um. So, do you think that would be an issue as well? That there's so many projects competing to make like the metaverse, when the metaverse is, is supposed to be um, a bunch of things that are connected, but you have several different metaverses that aren't connected. Yeah. See, like again. Like you're saying, I don't know how much I really believe in the metaverse right now, so I haven't given it that much thought. But I don't know if it, I don't know if a metaverse is supposed to be standardized, as in everybody uses the same one. I think uh, 
I don't know. It's 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 such a it's so it's so early to conceptualize where it's gonna go. I'm not sure. Like with Facebook, is Facebook going? Are you, is everybody supposed to use Meta? Yeah, that that's. That, I guess that's a, a kind of a point of confusion, and that's something that I wanted to bring up. Was yeah, like when I think of Metaverse, I picture um, whatever Facebook is working on. So I don't but know do you if think that's every other company would work within that same metaverse. I like I who knows. I don't I think I think it would be the same as you are playing this video game and I'm playing another video game and I'm playing with other people, but it's all in one not metaverse, but universe of its own. I mean, I guess it's like comparing um Mac and Windows and Linux. Like it, yeah, it exactly. depends on what you're looking for. And that's kind of what you're going to go with. Or well, like PlayStation and Xbox, same thing. Like it's, they have their own universe and there's people in them. And I'm sure there'll be people that like Facebook's metaverse and people that like Amazon's metaverse. Um, but so, I, I still think we're so far away from that, that it doesn't even matter. Like it's not worth talking about because it's it met, like Facebook can say they're going to do this and that, but let's see when it actually happens. Yeah. I guess it's, it's just like too early to, like really comment on how things are going to turn out you can speculate but i just think it's it's again like you said i'm not even sure if i like the metaverse and i don't know how many people will actually once the rubber hits the road want to use a metaverse we'll see um yeah i don't know completely how i feel about at least again thinking facebook style I don't know if I like it or don't. I'm leaning towards don't because um, I, I think that people need physical connection with each other. If you're locked up with a VR headset on and that's your only interaction, I really don't think it's good for you. Uh, no, and I don't think it's good to like replace going outside with doing it f where it looks the same but is not outside. That's That can't be even just for health reasons. That's, I don't know, it seems wrong yeah you need people people need to get out and sure see like maybe if, if like, you're about to die and they're like quick download this guy into the metaverse and then spend the rest of your days there sure but we need to uh, preserve our skeletal forms as long as we can yeah <laughs> um so so do you think announcements um, like the metaverse from Facebook, or if Amazon is working on a metaverse, do you think that's good for the NFT space or kind of a mixed bag? Like, what's your opinion on that? Um, well, when Facebook announced the metaverse, you couldn't find any like one person that wasn't saying, I'm going to be in the metaverse, our new project is going to be in the metaverse. And that got a lot of people hyped and brought, I'm sure, a lot of attention to crypto. Because, like, if you look at the main places, like Ethereum, and they had those, uh, the sandbox or whatever it was called, where you could buy plots of land and own. Like, I'm pretty sure, uh, just recently, like within the last couple of weeks, maybe this was just a repost, but I saw it, and it said a, a yacht, a super yacht, sold in the metaverse for six hundred and fifty million dollars. And it was like you could have bought. A real yacht a for real six hundred fifty million dollars. Why didn't you just do that? And maybe I'm getting that number wrong. Maybe it was six hundred fifty thousand. But regardless, you can get a you can get a hell of a boat for six hundred fifty thousand dollars. I was gonna say, yeah, you could buy me a super yacht instead. Yeah, <laughs> I'll give you your your crypto uh, 
super yacht. Just give me the real one. You won't know <laughs> the difference. But yeah, with, with anytime there's news like that, people that weren't necessarily into crypto are going to say, oh, what's this? What's this about some somebody spending this much money on something that doesn't seem real? Uh, it, it creates curious people and then they get into the space. I'm, like, I'm, I'm sure it's any publicity is good publicity, right? Well, I personally, from my perspective, can, since I'm I'm a lot newer in the space, I wouldn't even say I'm like fully into the space. Right. Um, I think stuff like that is harmful because um, you tell that to the regular person. You know, let's let's say it's the lower number. Let's say it's six hundred fifty grand. You say someone bought um, an NFT of a yacht for six hundred fifty grand. They they think it's it's stupid. And per- personally, yeah. in that case, I think it is. No, that's true. And um, it takes away from the validity of what, of the good things that are actually going on in the crypto space. Like, like you were saying earlier, decentralized finance is, I think, a real and the next uh, best way to do money. It's not, it's not there yet, but you you get sensational news like that intertwined with the actual goal and i'm yeah you're right it does cheapen it well it's just because people it's already and that's like with this podcast i want to help explain things to people and make it easier to to understand what crypto is and what nfts are so they hear something like that and it's outrageous and they just go i have no interest in learning anymore yeah and you you feel like you're before you're even there you feel like you're um out of touch or like there's no catching up you know what i mean yeah because it just it seems so far out there yeah i can i can understand that and i agree like i i I would hate for people to not look into DeFi because they see news like that and say oh that's ridiculous i'm not like that's just stupid yeah i mean especially when there's like say projects uh, like yours for example you know you well it's not six hundred and fifty thousand but they're they're buying in to your community like you've been talking about this whole time and like that's you know people to hang out with online people to chat with stuff like that so there there's a lot of good things in the space and it's it's just a shame that they get overshadowed by outrageous stories yeah and it, although like my stuff like people that i talk to in real life think that the price that my nfts go for is ridiculous but it's it's a very different world when you like even i look at something in the crypto space or at least in the phantom space that is worth 400 phantom and i say oh that's not that bad 400 phantom that's actually a pretty good price for that until you consider what that gets you in the real world but phantom like it, it's a completely different space and I, I'm spending as much time as I have in it. Things start to make sense to me until you take a second and look back and say, that's a pretty significant amount of real world money. But it's, but the whole point is that if you're using DeFi properly, it's not supposed to be real world money. It was like, we're, we're trying to get away from real world money and you can see why in the uh, economical climate today, especially in Canada, like th- you can't, you can't compare 400 phantom to 800 us dollars that's not what it's supposed to be it's 400 phantom is 400 phantom yeah you can't well you shouldn't factor in yeah you can what it is in usd or what it is in cad or what it is in euro or whatever it's just 400 phantoms 400 phantom yeah 
that's the right way to look at it. But of course, we're not at the point where we can just say goodbye to USD yet. It's not there, but it will be. I've, I, I'm pretty confident that we will get there. Um, with and... my understanding of things so far, I don't know. I think, um, say, USD in the States is too ingrained in society. So I personally would be surprised to see a full move to decentralized um, okay. Yeah. Currency. I'm not saying, I'm not saying there will be full adoption, but I'm just saying I see the staying power and I don't think it's going anywhere. And I think it's only going to become more used and more utilized. Um, but I definitely don't think the USD is going to go away. Okay. Yeah. So, cause I can, so I agree with you then I can see, um, stores accepting crypto. Yeah, I exactly. can Stuff see like say a visa or a MasterCard or whatever other credit cards. I don't want to, you know, single out one credit card. <laughs> yeah. I can see one card um, being attached to a crypto wallet. And you go to the store and you tap your card and you're charged in crypto. I do see that happening. I mean, I think like one of the biggest things for the crypto space will be, let's just say like, for example, when... I don't want to say if, because I think it's a when. When Amazon starts accepting crypto as payment for their products, it's kind of like game over. Like that's the that's the beginning of the end for real money, and because that 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 takes away the need for euros and dollars, and you know what I mean. Like it's it'll become there's there's no exchange rate for Phantom all all over the world. It becomes way easier to buy things if you hold a thousand phantom you want to buy a bag of like not a bag of milk because you can't get milk on Amazon, <laughs> but you know what i mean maybe that's coming too maybe you'll say yeah you'll yeah. say when you well get yeah, a bag of milk on amazon <laughs> there's a project on phantom that is doing um pos like real world uh sales like integration with phantom so we'll see how far that goes yeah, it's uh, it it'll definitely be interesting just to see on many fronts, but what happens in this space over time. Yeah, like uh, I I hope like we're still pretty young, but I really hope we're around to see. I'm sure we will because like not only crypto but the real world moves so fast now too. But I'm I can't imagine that crypto won't become widely adopted in our lifetime. Hopefully, I still have my teeth in my hair by then. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> I mean. Look at how far it's come already, right? Like there's a there's a trillion dollars in crypto. And it was only like 10 years ago that nobody even knew what it was. Well, I remember it must have been uh maybe 2013, 2014, like people were talking to me about crypto and it's like that makes no sense. Yeah, that was like what the what are you talking about? And the the only people that talked about it um at, at least in my experience were not people i wanted to take advice from they seemed crazy and maybe they weren't explaining it well enough maybe i would have believed it if it came across better from those people but there's it was it was hard to find a valid account of bitcoin well that was that was my experience too it's like i had a couple people they were telling me to buy bitcoin and i i just said like no it doesn't make sense and they didn't even buy bitcoin so it's like why would i why would i take that word their only answer was because it's the future. And I was like, well, you're going to have to do a little bit better than that. I need to know why it's better than, like, why would I buy this? The why, Especially at a time where nobody knows what it is. You're just, like, that was obviously, those people that could see the future with that were the people that really made it. And they were right, but they weren't doing a good job of convincing me they were right at the time. 
but yeah, even that's like not you, that's not a good enough answer to hear it's the future no. it's like if they could say oh it's the future because of this it's like okay then i'd consider it because it makes you think but th- them saying isn't a good <laughs> enough reason for me to buy something turns out it was but you know it's yeah. like if you look at somebody like elon musk um he made his first company he ever made or one of his first companies anyways was a online advertising uh business at a time where nobody was advertising online yet and they said why the hell would i do that turns out if you he was able to look and say this is where this is going to go like look at it from first principles he was like this is where this will take you and he was right and maybe there's maybe there are people that could tell me something about the metaverse that would change my mind now thinking about it the right way but to me i still don't know how much i i don't want i don't want them to be right i don't want the metaverse to be the new normal personally yeah that's kind of how i feel unless i mean maybe once we get some more information and it's explained better then yeah maybe maybe it'll be a good thing but yeah i'm kind of not really for the metaverse at this point not yet um, well, anyways, I have one final question. Um, this was asked by a lot of people. Um, where do you get your ideas from? Hmm. Well, I, uh, hmm. <laughs> uh, I'd say, uh, as a child, I always liked dinosaurs. And, uh, it wasn't even, it wasn't even, there was, there wasn't, the problem is I'm sure some people actually have an entertaining <laughs> answer to that. And I understand the joke of it all, but I'm trying to think of a real answer to that question just to, just for the sake of it. Cause I haven't really been asked that question that many times in my life. I'm sure there's a lot of people that have heard it enough, but I haven't. Um, I, I, I don't have a good answer to where the idea of the DeFi Dino came from. I think I just liked the name DeFi Dino because DeFi was the space I was working in and D, D. Yeah, like it's got the it. where the where yeah. both words have the same first letter. I know there's so a name for it, but I don't know. I think it's called no. Is it? It's not a. Uh, anyways, um, that th- and then I just the first dino I drew, I kind of just did a squiggle on the screen, and I said, "Hey, that that's not bad. I could I could work something into that." And bada bing, bada boom. But it's... my idea, my ideas came from two words, and that was it. Incredible hell of a story it really was anyways dino king thank you so much for chatting with me i'm Um, glad to have gotten the chance to do it yeah i'm hoping uh people will kind of i hope i hope you get someone bigger next time so it validates my being here yeah it'll they'll say whoa dino king was on there i gotta be on there yeah (laughs) or or, no that's not what i meant i meant more like somebody big will be on it and then somebody will look at the the two guests and say oh Dino King now equals this person that's very important. A little bring like it, maybe bring maybe it you could get uh, Vitalik Buterin or whatever the guy that made uh, Ethereum on. Well, I was thinking maybe I'd get Elon Musk or somebody. Oh, just as good, yeah. You maybe get Bezos. Maybe, maybe get Barack Obama. Yeah, I'd like to be. I'd like to follow him up. Obama coin. Oh God! <laughs> don't, don't start. <laughs> Is that real? I'm sure I'm I guarantee you that exists. I can almost guarantee it. Well, don't worry. The intro is going to have a disclaimer saying that there's no financial advice given on this uh, show. Yeah, don't buy Obama coin. <laughs> All right, thanks so much everybody for tuning in. Thanks once again to Dino King for joining me on the episode this week.
What are your thoughts on the metaverse, everybody? Feel free to send me a message on Twitter, um, at BooBooKashu, and that'll be in the podcast description as well. And go follow Dino King on Twitter if you're not already. That's at DeFi the Dino Guy. That'll be in the description as well. And we'll, uh, we'll see you next time.